listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Casey McReynolds on with me today. Welcome, Casey. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So I would love it if you would just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am a former pastry chef um, turned, I've been a stay-at-home mom now for eight years. My eldest just turned eight. Um, and it's, it's you know, silly to say I'm just a mom, but, you know, right now that is, I'm a full-time wife and mom and really just following after, after the Lord with my husband and raising our family and that's kind of what the season is right now. <laughs> I always forget that you were a pastry chef. Yes. Yeah. I love dessert. I love to eat. Um, <laughs> and so it was the most fun school you can probably think of. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and that your family gets to reap the benefits now in a big way, I'm sure. They do. My kids love to say, hey, mom, will you make cookies or will you do my birthday cake? This year, they both wanted cakes from stores, which was a little bit like, what? But at the same time, the season of life we're in, it was kind of nice to just get it for them and enjoy. Yeah, not have to worry about it at all. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to make pastry-wise? It's probably a toss-up between, um, and this might surprise you, but chocolate chip cookies or any kind of cream pie. Well, pie in general. I love to make pie. It's very therapeutic for me. Um, Chocolate chip cookies are more of a nostalgia. They were the first thing I remember baking. Uh And um, and so that's like my all-time favorite. I actually had my first like real job in a kitchen for six months straight. Every day I made cookies. (laughs) Oh, wow. Like that's what I did. So I have a fondness for, for cookies. Well, and who doesn't love chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> I love chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. My husband loves them without the chocolate chips. Really? He'll eat <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, but like his favorite cookie, I call it like a brown sugar cookie. He likes it without the chocolate chips. That is so funny. Although I get it. I like it with the chocolate chips, but I'm not one of those people that wants a ton of chocolate chips. I like it if there are like three or four chocolate chips in a cookie, you know? Yeah. Because there's something about a chocolate chip cookie where it's got that slightly salty to it also, which is what makes them so easy to devour like an entire tray. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Okay. So enough of the sugar talk. (laughs) Don't eat a whole tray of cookies. I'm not condoning that. (laughs) Fill yourself on the Lord. (laughs) Anyhow, okay, back to topic. I just, I hear dessert and I'm like, I need to dive into that a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. (laughs) So recently you and your family went through a major transition and I know you have a really cool testimony with that. So tell me a little bit about where you were before and how that transition sort of started. Okay. Like how God planted that seed. So it actually goes back quite several years. So we were in a small town in central Texas that um, my husband had been in probably for, I don't know, I want to say, gosh, 10 to 15 years before we met. 
And I lived like 20 minutes away from it in another very small town in Texas. And so (laughs) when we were getting married, neither of us really wanted to be in this town. We just kind of wanted to get married and go do our own thing. And um, the Lord really, he spoke to my husband, uh, my fiance at the time, and he said, you know, you've, you've said you'll go anywhere in the world for me, but you won't go here. And he's like, you're not actually surrendered if you have one place that I can't send you. And so he's like, you're right. I have to put Hillsborough on the table. And so he, he came to me and he's like, I think we need to rethink this. And the Lord spoke to me and he was like, come on. (laughs) So we did, um, we were there and the Lord made it everything we wanted that we didn't know that we would want that we Mm -hmm. didn't know we could even have. Um, just a great group of community and friends and, um, I don't know, just like the Lord provided a house for us, like literally out of nowhere, like we couldn't find a place to live. So just to clarify, Hillsboro is where he grew up and he did not want to be there. Yeah. Well, he, he and his family, he's actually originally from Louisiana. He was born in Baton Rouge Okay. Um, and then they were missionaries in Mexico for a few years. And then they um, came to Texas after that. And, um, we were in the four square denomination. So in that denomination, pastors are, you know, appointed at a, at a church. And so that's where his family was. And I didn't actually meet him until years later. So we lived like 20 minutes apart for like yeah several years. So it's Hillsboro, Texas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's like 30 minutes north of Waco. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've probably driven through it. <laughs> you kind of have to, it's like, it's right off of 35. And it's actually kind of where the two points like east and west converge, uh-huh. which I, to me was always like a very prophetic thing. Like it's where it kind of comes together. They, they have a good destiny there. They have a cool, a cool destiny for that place. For sure. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing correctly. So yeah. God provided for you in Hillsboro. Go on. He did. Like house literally came out of no, nowhere. The Lord just blessed us. And it was everything that we were like, wow, we didn't even know how good, how sweet this could be. Talk about tasting and seeing like we were. And, yeah. you know, we had, you know, had started to have a family and probably actually in the first year of marriage, I, rem- I remember telling my husband we were somewhere f- with family. And I said, you know, I, I have this sense. And at the time, I, I wouldn't even have knew to like to say it was prophetic or from the Lord. It was just all of me was like, I just like this thought. I keep having this thought yeah. that one day we would be in new Orleans and we would maybe plant a church. And my husband was like, well, what makes you say that? And I'm like, I just have, I don't know. You know, I just have this sense. And he was like, okay, you know, and like, we never, we didn't talk about it ever again. Yeah. And, um, it was 2019. We were, um, getting ready actually to come to New Orleans for my husband's grandfather's memorial. He had passed away. And I remember walking, I was going on a walk through our neighborhood in Hillsborough. And I was just telling the Lord, like, I was really just being grateful and just kind of reveling in like, yeah, my life is so good. God, you've blessed me so much. I'm so thankful. And I remember saying to the Lord, I said, if this is where you have me for the rest of my life, okay, like I will, I will put my roots here. Like I will be here. I'm all in. And it was just about exactly seven days later, I was having this incredible, um, powerful encounter with God and everything changed. It was like, (laughs) wait a minute. I thought I, you know, you told me to come to this place and I, and I thought this is it. 
you know? Yeah. So um, that's really kind of where it started. And I didn't find this is a, like a little side note, but I didn't find out till later that years before my husband and I were married, we actually weren't dating at the time. God had spoken to him that he was going to plant a church in New Orleans one day. And he was kind of like, that's not God. Like, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that. I, I, you know, very much like, I don't, that's not what I want to do. I don't think, I don't think that's the Lord. That, that might not be God. And so he, that was him years before. And then you years later had the same yes, notion. Yes. And, and, you know, he didn't mention at the time, like, oh, hey, God had actually said this to me like a few years ago. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to say it out loud. Yeah. So. <laughs> I actually didn't find that out until after the encounter I had with the Lord in 2019. And that was just, I mean, it was unlike, I don't know, God is just cool. The way he just kind of like crashes in, but like, I mean that in a, you know, a good way, you know, just like, Hey, here I am. And let me just unfold something before you that you have no idea. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that encounter? Absolutely. So we were, like I said, we were here in New Orleans and we were at going down to my favorite bakery. It's on uh-huh. Magazine Street. It's called La Boulangerie. If you're ever in New Orleans, get the almond croissant. So we were on our way there and we'd, we've been going there for years. I mean, before we were engaged. Um, so the way that we've driven there, we've driven so many times. And all of a sudden, it was as if the best way I can describe it is like if, you know, if you're looking, you know, you're looking around, but my my vision changed and it was like I was literally looking through rose colored glasses. And at the it was at the point that I realized that, hey, the light looks different. Like it's like I'm having that recognition in my mind. Yeah that the presence of God just fell on me in our car. And I had, I had never experienced God that way before. So it was a little bit like I just felt him settle on me. I could just feel his presence, just weighty. And then I just started to have, I can feel him right now as I say that. (laughs) Um, He took me into this internal vision and I began to just feel this love in my heart. Now, New Orleans is a city that I've liked from the very first time I'd ever been. There's, there's, there's just something about it. And if you've been here, you know that there's just something charming and and um, it's easy to love. Or to me, I, I feel that way. And so I, I was already, you know, had an, a fondness for this city. But this was this was outside of me. This was way bigger than than anything I think I may have ever felt in my life before. And God began to show me a vision of um, the French Quarter, but it's like if you're standing in the French Quarter and you're actually looking out towards Mm -hmm. um, the river would be on your left and the cathedral would be on your right. Um, But there were people, I mean, like mass, masses of people. And as I'm having this vision, I'm thinking the only time I've seen like lots of people was like when the saints won the Super Bowl and there were just pictures on bourbon street. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I've, I've never been down there when there's been that many people. That's insane. And this was like times five. I mean, it was just people as far as you could see. Wow. And God began to talk to me and speak to me about his heart for the city, about the original intention and purpose and design that he has for the city and his love for the people, his overwhelming love for the people there. And even speaking to me about um, the party culture there and how that 
that party culture actually comes from him because he loves to feast and, and have a good time and there be joy and merriment. And just share with me, like there's so much that the enemy came in to pervert and to twist and make it a place of drunkenness and debauchery and violence and darkness. And, you know, there's voodoo and new age, you know, everywhere you go. And, you know, you couple that with being steeped in, you know, religion. There's a lot of religion and there hasn't been relationship. There hasn't been that exposure to having an intimacy with the Holy Spirit and having a, a closeness with God, the Father and Jesus, the Son. And he just began to show me, you know, there's been such a perversion, but but actually what he's doing is going to bring revival to the city. And interestingly enough, my husband and I, these last few years, we were trying to find out, you know, what the revival history, what it was like, you know, yeah. in New Orleans, and there hasn't been anything. And wow. so, you know, what I believe and what God showed me is he's bringing something here that has never been. It's, it's going to be unprecedented. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I'm sitting in our car, you know, we're driving down West Napoleon, going to this bakery and I am a mess. And I'm just like, oh, I'm crying. And my husband looks over and he's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, what is going on? And so I'm trying to tell him, I'm trying to like get this out. And then he's weeping. So we're like, we're both weeping. And <laughs> it's just like, I just want to go have croissants. You know? <laughs> but it was so precious and so holy. And and it was like, it just marked me. And yeah. so um, later on, so we, you know, we make it to, we make it to breakfast and, you know, we actually go spend some time with our family and we were still, I think on magazine street and internally, I don't know if you've ever had this with the Lord, but like, you know, you kind of have to be kind of cool for like everybody you're around, but it's like inside you're just kind of like a hamster, like, okay, God, why did you show me that? I know that is significant. I don't understand. Can you please? I'm just like, what was that? Yeah. And I'm taking my son to the car and I hear the Lord as clear as I've ever heard him say, I'm going to give you as a gift to this city. And I had no framework for what that was. I actually thought... I was crazy. So I was like, what does that mean? I don't know why you would say that. And so typically when the Lord says something to me like that, I just kind of file it away. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to put that away and ponder on that. And you're going to have to tell me what that means. So the next day was our, I think our next, next to the last day that we were on that trip in New Orleans. And I'm driving in the car and I can't stop thinking about this encounter, obviously. And so I asked the Lord, I just kind of felt quickened by the Holy Spirit. And so I just asked him, I said, did you show me that because you're going to move us here sooner than I thought? Because we we'd kind of settled on just with each other that, you know, maybe when our kids are grown, like we'll just that's where we'll end up. You know, we'll just retire there. We'll be fat and happy, you know, like that's. <laughs> Like maybe, maybe that's part of it. You know, we, we really did believe like we're in Hillsboro until God says, and we don't know how long that's going to be. Yeah. And, um, and the Lord, again, it was very, I don't want to say vague and a negative connotation, but you know, there's some things where the Lord just gives you a little bit. And all he said was, give me three years. That was uh -huh. it. But I mean, I, I knew I heard him. And so I told my husband, I said, the Lord said, 
give him three years. I asked him if he was going to move us to the city and he said, give him three years. And I don't know what that looks like, but I know I heard him. And so we just really kind of filed that back. Yeah. It was a couple months later. Um, the Lord 2019 was a year for me where the Lord was doing a lot of healing and I went through inner healing and deliverance and God was, was reawakening things. He had spoken to me 10 years prior about wow. calling me as a prophet and, um, who I was to him, my identity in him and really healing just trauma and wounds from my whole life that had piled up that I didn't actually know you could get healed and delivered from. I had no context for deliverance ministry until I encountered it and it changed my life. Yeah. And so that year, I mean, it was kind of like building, like everything was building. And then there was that encounter with God. And I was like, oh my goodness, what else are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like this is so big. Um, and so a couple months after that, I actually asked the Lord if he would give me um, a time frame. And I, I felt that I had a date and I definitely had a year and it was like three years from when he had spoken. Um, and so I took that to my husband and said, you know, this is what I believe the Lord spoke to me. So let's, you know, agree. <laughs> if yeah. You're in agreement with me. And he was, he was a little more, I think, being conservative about like making that commitment. Right. But he was not in disagreement about it at all. And so we really just, we didn't have anything to go on. The Lord had just like said what he'd said and that was it. So we just were having our family and living our life. And, you know, then 2020 happened and 2021 happened. And I actually, you know, watching the news of what was happening here with lots of things with just mandates and things that are being enforced as a mom of two young kids. And I think I was pregnant and I was pregnant from the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. I was a little like, God, change your mind. Please change your <laughs> mind. I, I mean, this is just being totally transparent. I didn't think I would really identify with Jonah, yeah. but I really didn't want to come. And I was trying to give God reason after reason why I should stay in Texas and with my family and how, you know, I'm, you know, when you reason with God, he's God, but yes. you're like, well, my kids are going to be so much safer and, you know, it's, there's stability and all those things. And the Lord spoke to me January of this year. And he said, you, <laughs> the way only a father can speak to you, um, he's like, you want me to relent and change my mind and I'm not going to do it. He said, so you can be with me or not. And that was like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I said, I would go where you send me. I said that I want you to, to, to pour my life out how it pleases you. So, okay, that means I have to be all in with you. And God began to speak to me about praying for certain things to be overturned and to be done with. And he said, you know, take your authority and actually pray for the place you're going into. And it was yeah. March, I believe, 21st of this year that my husband messaged me. And he's like, did you hear like such and such mandate? Like, it's done. They reversed it. It's over. And the Lord said, you have nothing now. Like, you ha you're you going, you know, like, I've <laughs> taken care of it. You prayed. I've taken care of it. So you're going. So we really um, spent the, the better part of this year just like seeking the Lord come Come January, uh, my husband was like, okay, God's got to speak to me. I've got to have, you know, I've got to have this. I need to know this. I need to know this detail. I need to know this. 
And I told him, I said, God may give it to you and he may not. He may just say, I've told you where to go. I want you to step out. And I said, yeah, so take that (laughs) for what it's worth and go before (laughs) the Lord with it because he may not give us everything and we have to be surrendered to be okay with that. But within a week, we had prophetic word after prophetic word after prophetic word that we were to go. Um, We were going into a new season. We were going to be relocating. um, And it just kept up. Finally, my husband was like, okay, this is okay. I am get it. I'm on the same page with you. Like we're in. And the Lord had spoken to me and said, you know, you're waiting on me for the word go. Cause we were saying, you know, what do we do? Do you want us to do this? Do you want us to do this? Do we do it right now? And God repeatedly was like, no, like you're, you're waiting on me for go. And when I say go, you need to leave. Yeah. And that's what we did. We just Every each step with him, you know, we started to prepare our house to sell and then we put our house on the market and um, we actually put our house on the market and came here for a week to kind of let the house, you know, be able to show it without, you know, with our, our children, you know, trying to keep everything clean and and just kind of make it a little less stressful. Yeah. And um, I think our house showed about a half a dozen times while we were gone and then it showed two more times the day after we came back. And when we were driving back, I remember this um, quickening in my spirit. And I knew there was something significant that would happen after the 10th showing. Yeah. Sure enough, the 10th showing was the 11th day our house was on the market, you know, numbers, Uh God speaks. And we got uh, a cash offer for our house for what we were asking. And then they came back a day or so later and actually gave us more. And they were ready for us to be out like that. <laughs> they they actually gave us, I think, three weeks longer to kind of get stuff taken care of. But yeah, I mean, everything our realtor said that doesn't go as smooth as it went. That he said, this must be God because there's no hiccup. There's no hitch. Like, yeah. It was as simple and as smooth as it, I guess, could possibly be. And then we moved here and we're here. We've been here for um, two months, actually, on Sunday. And we are still waiting on the Lord. It's very cool. We received some prophetic words that um, before we left that God would uh, provide for us, that we wouldn't lack, that he would actually give us money to leave, like to come. And we were just, I mean, we were so blessed. People were just blessing us left and right. Even when we were here, people were just blessing us and supporting us and covering us in prayer. Um, And God was just continuing to show like, you didn't miss me. You've heard, you know, and we also heard from the Lord that there would be people here, that there were people here for us. And um, we have just stumbled into some of the most divine um, appointments, just connections with believers here. That's like, we didn't even know there were other people here that are like hungry for the things that we're hungry for. Yeah. Um, It's been a pleasant surprise. (laughs) I love it. And a a big journey. (laughs) Yeah. So now that you're there, is God speaking anything particular or are you feeling settled in and 
once we got here, um, I actually asked the Lord, you know, what do we do now? Yeah. Because <laughs> we have no idea other than you said to come and we're here. Like we left what we knew. We left family. We left friends. You know, so what do we do? And if, <laughs> as you, you, you'll probably get this amusing. You know, the, the Holy Spirit says the most counterintuitive thing. He's like, rest. We're like, rest? Like, <laughs> we, what do you mean? You know, like uh-huh. we believe we've come to build a ministry because you've said you want us to do that. And you're telling us to rest like wh- what? And so like right now, the th- that theme has just been coming over and over. We found a church actually right away when we got here. And like we went for a prayer meeting in the middle of a week and yeah. we've we've come back every time I think they're open. We just, we keep coming and um, God has just continued to make it clear. Like we're there to actually like be in church as a family. So my husband actually was the worship leader at the church we came from. And we've never even like in our marriage, like just gone to church together. It's usually he goes to church and I come, you know, I come later or we've had kids. So now, you know, I get the kids ready and come. And so there's never been this we get ready as a family and go as a family. So we've been enjoying that. Like to me, that is a huge blessing to be able, you know, for my kids to see their dad worship. Yeah. Not just, you know, it's never, it's not just a job for him, but, but to see him actually like do worship with them, like to be with them um, and like help them, them get ready and like, just have that experience. Well, that's been really wonderful. Um, And, you know, the Lord had said that in a few months, like I think from July. um, So I'm actually expecting as we're like coming out of this month and going into next month, I'm expecting God to be revealing um, more, some details, some strategies. Um, My biggest question, like these last couple of days actually has been, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. (laughs) I need some direction from you. Yeah. So that's where we are now. Um, we're just really waiting on God for everything. (laughs) Ah, yes. I know how that is. (laughs) It's a beautiful place to be and an exciting place to be. And in some ways, a peaceful place to be. And yet at the same time, it's like, okay, what next? What now? Speak, Lord. I'm listening. You know, there is definitely attention to it. Yes. There's an anticipation of. Yes. And, and trying to stay in the place of actually waiting on God and that looking like we're looking at him, we're looking to see what he's doing, what he would have us do, where he would have us go. It's very, it can be very easy. We've, we've felt the challenge to, you know, worry, you know, worry creeps in like, well, you need to find your own place to live and you need to, you know, get your kids settled. And, you know, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And do you realize how stupid you look? You know, do you realize how careless you look? Um, And it's really taking at times like a measure of just pressing into God and saying, you know, we're, we're obeying, we're being obedient. Yeah. And there's blessing in obedience. There's covering in obedience. Yeah. Um, And there has to, we have, he has to be our peace. Like we yep. can't create that for ourselves. Um, and showing our kids that because my, my eldest, this was, I think the hardest for her. 
Um, yeah. My middle child and my youngest child, my youngest just turned one this May. So she really, as long as she has me, she's fine. Um, my son, he's, he's, he misses some of his friends. He talks about them. But for my daughter, this was, you know, she, like I said, she just turned eight and this was, she was crying on the drive. Mom, why are we doing this? Why did God say to do this? Why do, why, why are we doing what God said? And, and that hard place of like, yeah. you want to comfort your child, but also being able to comfort her, but also say, you know, this is a good thing because we want to obey God. We, we know, and we believe that he has the best for us. So if he says to go somewhere, like we love him and we love him with our life. So we mm-hmm. follow where he says to go and he's going to take care of us. And she's doing, she's doing so well. She's adjusting so well. Yeah. Um, there are moments that are tough, but um, she's thriving really, which is, you know, as a parent, incredible to see your child. Like, she's like, I can't wait to go to church. I can't wait to go to my kids class and play with my friends and worship and, and yeah. ministry time for kids. And she's just like, it's a whole new world for her. And she's like, I just love this so much, mom. I'm like, yes, That's thank you. Jesus. so great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, and it had to have been hard for you as a mother watching her struggle with that transition. But it also, in a sense, gives you a picture of God going, it's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, it's such a mirror image of that, you know. Yeah, because I was crying in the front seat driving while she was crying in the back seat. And I was like, Daddy, (laughs) Papa, I need you. I need you. (laughs) I need to know, like, you have me and this is right. And this is good. I know, I know I heard you. I know I did, but am I, am I right? You know, and it's actually, yes, a very good picture of, I need you now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need you for every move, every step, (laughs) every word, every guidance, please just speak clearly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know that place. So if you could leave the audience with one bit of encouragement today from what you've just walked through um, to take with them, what would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> That's like a solid <laughs> good question. Um, I think it would be, you know, don't give up on what God says to you. You know, when you know that you have a word from the Lord, Stand on it, of course, pray and, you know, seek counsel, but don't be afraid to stand on it if it's just you. Like if it's just you and you know you've heard the Lord, you know, don't be swayed. Really, really set your heart and your face to pursue the things of God and to just be obedient to him and to lean into him because he doesn't ever fail. And that's one thing I've seen is he has not failed. He has been faithful to every single thing he's spoken, even things that when I heard them for me personally, I thought they were like way out there, you know, which I'm trying to remember. I heard somebody recently say, you know, if if you hear from God and it's like um, comfortable, like you need to hear higher. You need to, you need to be pressed to actually like, you should be a little uncomfortable because that way you're not relying on yourself. Right. And, um, God, he's, he's so faithful. And so, you know, that was a big thing for, for us walking through this together, um, was just press into the Lord and just, when you know, you've heard God, you just be settled and you don't move until, until, or unless he says something else, like you don't move until you have another word from the Lord. Yep. 
Yes. That's the place. Listening <laughs> with intent and clarity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we actually should pray out. Okay. Because you said that. And I feel like, you know, there's so much in the tension of right now and all of the transition going on from the year that we're coming out of into the new year. And I know, yes, it's September. For those of you who don't know, it's the Hebraic calendar. So um, in, in the Hebrew calendar, we have a new year that starts mid-month on the 25th, right? Yep. Sundown on Sunday. So there is a bit of tension in the atmosphere right now because of that. So let's release a prayer for clarity. Absolutely. The people. Absolutely. Do you want to pray? Sure. I'd love to. So Father, we just thank you for this time together. God, we thank you for the words that have come forth. Yes. And God, we speak peace right now into any and every bit of chaos. God, every bit of tension any bit of striving and struggle right now, we just release the shalom peace of heaven, total peace, total wholeness, nothing missing, nothing lacking, but the steadfast, um, the steadfastness of Jesus, the rock. And yes. God, we ask that as we shift from um, one year into another and one season into another, God, we ask that you would release clarity, the utmost clarity, God, yes. that you would release direction and strategy, Father, that you would yes. illuminate your purpose and your plans, God, your perfect design and destiny for each person, Father, that are, that are listening, Father, that you would actually illuminate their path before them. Yes, Lord. God, we ask that you would release um, angelic ministry and help, God, yes, that God. there would be divine appointments that need to happen, God, that there would be, if there are things that are held up, whether it's like paperwork or legal things, God, I ask that you would send angels, that you'd release them right now to expedite anything that's held up so that yes, this Lord. year closes out strong Yes, Lord. and your people can cross over into the new year unhindered. Yes, Father Lord. God, I ask that you would release a new hope, a fresh wind, a fresh fire, fresh oil as we cross over and that you would, um, you would make our steps sure and steadfast as we follow after you. God yes, bless those that are listening, Father, and I just release peace to your mind. I silence right now every lying spirit, every voice of accusation. I silence it right now. I break its power by the authority of Jesus and with the blood of Jesus. Yes. And Father God, I ask that your people, you said your sheep will know your voice. And so God, I ask that you would amplify your voice to your children. I ask that you would bring an increase of sensitivity to your children to be in tune with your spirit. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. I thank you, God, for what you are unfolding. I ask that you would strengthen us, that you would give us joy. And I pray that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you. So we speak clarity of God's voice to all of you today, and we thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Casey. Well, thank you for having me. It was an honor. Yeah, and I will talk to you next week, listeners. Have a great week. Yeah.